This is the All Markets Summit podcast from Yahoo Finance. Welcome back to the Yahoo Finance All Markets Summit Generational Opportunities. Please welcome Brian Sazi with Mindy Grossman and Paula Schneider. Mindy Grossman, Paula Schneider, always good to see both of you. Thank you. Always good to be doing this. With well, uh, yeah, well, let's dive right in here. Two former retail executives, that's how I, I know you best. But Mindy, let me start with you. Um, you came into Weight Watchers, you just passed your, or WW, I should say, you just passed your two-year mark. When you got in there, what were some of the, the health things or the health uh, issues that you thought were mission critical that you had to challenge? Well, Brian, the reason why I, I joined the company is I thought there was an incredible opportunity to take this 56-year-old brand that has been transforming people's lives through the best in science as it relates to healthy nutrition for weight loss and fostered on community. But the world has changed, and there was even a greater opportunity for us to be able to be that partner to people in a holistic way. So not just the number one you know, weight management system, but a whole ecosystem of health. And now that I've been there, and, and once I got there, I realized that not only was it an opportunity, but it was a responsibility for us as a brand, given where the health trajectory of the world is going, which um, every report that's come out has gotten worse, not better. Yeah. Uh, and the reality is for us to have an impact on that health trajectory, it's really giving people an ecosystem of tools to help sustainable, long-term, livable behavior change. And so what we've built in that period of time is an ecosystem around nutrition for weight loss and healthy eating, putting the science behind activity and fit points and integrating audio fitness, mindset and mindfulness, motivation, all built on the power of community. So it really is science-led, technology-enabled, and community-focused. And today, we have 4.6 million uh, members, and the trajectory of their lives is changing. So how much more can we really do? Uh, and Paula, we were talking backstage. You had to learn a whole new set of language, a whole new lingo, going from retail to the CEO of Susan, uh, Susan G. Komen. What did you view as mission critical when you got into the company? Well, mission critical was understanding, you know, we had, a, we had a bold goal, and our bold goal is to decrease deaths in breast cancer by 50% by 2026. So that's the North Star. And understanding if that's the North Star and that's not just words on a page, what do you have to do? So we had to do two things. One is um, dealing with disparities in healthcare, because if we can determine that, you know, your living isn't um, dependent on where you live, Right? That's one thing. And then the other side of it is there's nothing that's going to cure breast cancer with the exception of, of research. So it's really focusing in on those two areas. And then there's a whole stream of things that go on below that, but making sure that those are the things that we focus on. That's a big number uh, to reduce breast cancer by 50% by 2026. Where are you at uh, with that mission? It's, uh, it's about two and a half, about three years old. Um, it hasn't gone down yet, but there's things that we're working on so that we can try to do that. When I say it's a North Star and a bold goal, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. But you know, we have our scientific advisory board that helped us to figure out that this is something that we can do. We feel that there's about, if we can get people to the healthcare that exists today and the disparities in healthcare, we can change that deficit by about 30% and the rest of it is going to come from research. That democratization is so important right. because similar to Paula, when we came out with 
you know, our new impact manifesto of we inspire healthy habits for real life, for people, families, communities, the world, for everyone. That for everyone is really important yeah. um, because that's really the only way to truly have impact. Mindy, what I, out of all the initiatives that you've launched uh, going on two plus years, it's your focus, I believe, over the summer uh, on kids uh, via a new app, I believe, called Curbo. What made you make that, make that decision? Well, I just kind of um, spoke to our purpose. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the statistics, we certainly have an obesity epidemic around the world. If you look in the US, the adult population, over 60% are overweight or obese, and you have the trickle-down effect of diabetes. But what really hit me early on was a report that said that today's two-year-old, and I have a two-and-a-half-year-old grandchild, uh, has a better chance of growing up to be obese and unhealthy than being healthy. And it's very problematic. We have a youth obesity problem um, that is growing um, very rapidly. And so we said, what could we do um, and what do we need to understand? So we formed a youth and family advisory board in addition to the scientific advisory board that we have under our chief scientific officer and spent a lot of time uh, with 24 experts, seven different countries and all the research on everything from youth obesity, eating disorders, family dynamics, behavioral science, et cetera. Um, and we then identified uh, Curbo, which science is out of Stanford. Um, we acquired the company and we spent a year working on really creating an experience that could help families, um, not just youth and teen. Um, and it's very uh, efficacious. It's been very successful. Um, in addition to the WW program, so it's Curbo by WW, and you know we, you know, not everybody understands. It was um, it was a bit controversial. Were you surprised by that? No, I was not surprised by it. Look, anytime you're you're going to do something that's first or something that's different, you're going to have you know loud factions, small factions. Um, but just like every single thing we do, nothing is done without the science behind it. Nothing is done without qual-quant research. Um, and nothing is done that cannot be sustainable and is not going to have a positive impact on youth and families, which it does. So uh, it's definitely an important element of our ecosystem um, going forward. Paul, you mentioned healthcare disparities. What is, I know you're sitting on a, a lot of data at Susan G. Komen. What is that data telling you about some of the bigger challenges out there? Well, if you are African American and you get breast cancer, you're 40% more likely to die than if you're me. And I'm a breast cancer survivor. Um, you know, if you're Hispanic, it's the number one killing cancer for Hispanics. So there, there's a lot of information and a lot of data that talks about the disparities in healthcare, but it's not just about socioeconomics, it's not just about um, you know, where you live. It's also cultural. There's, there's a, a lot of underlying factors, mm -hmm. and what we're doing is we are in 11 cities that we are working through our disparities, our African-American disparities initiative, and these are big cities. There's Los Angeles and, and D.C. and, you know, major cities all across the United States where the death rates are the highest. And we're doing a landscape analysis to find out because it's not just giving out mammogram vouchers because that you know we, we many people get mammograms more people still die if you are of color, so 
you know, there's a lot of work to be done, and we are doing that work, but it's person by person, city by city. It's a lot of really heavy lifting. What are you seeing on the funding front? Never enough, okay? Um, but the work that we do is so important, and you know, we are also having, it, it's, it's been a change in the way that we raise money, too, since I, I've come in for the past two years, and diversifying our fundraising. Um, a lot of that has to do with being technology-based and being able to talk to donors in a way that they can hear and in a way to fund things that they are very interested in. So there's a lot of um, micro-targeting in order to do that. There's also in businesses, and business leaders need to stand up and they need to do the right thing. And it's something that is um, imperative because especially with workforces now, it used to be you know, if you had a good pay and you had good benefits, you were really happy. But now you have to do something that is for the greater good. Uh Mindy, we were talking backstage a little bit how you opened uh, recently a store in Kohl's, and that has been a, a successful venture for you uh, so far. But also tech. You've made a big focus on tech inside the company. How are you using tech to reach uh, the WW subscribers? So as, as you just said, the biggest investments we've made over the last number of years have been in product and tech. Um, and our feeling is it's not just technology for technology's sake. Our philosophy is that the brands of the future, and you were just talking a bit about this, are going to marry technology plus meaning to help people lead better connected lives. And that is our platform. And what a lot of people don't realize is we're actually a technology experience company with what I call a human-centric overlay. Um, so almost five-star rated app. And what we've tried to deliver is really a complete experience um, to help people 24 hours a day with sustainable behavior change. Um, we have one of the largest food databases in the world. So our point system for everyone is what's available. We have a proprietary barcode scanner. So 97.5% of everything you scan will come up with the point values. Um, we're able to integrate fit points, audio fitness. So it's trying to change space. behaviors in real time. Try and change behaviors. And technology has to really enable that. Now, we also have 30,000 workshops a week, mm -hmm. a eight, of eight of which are in the calls that you, you spoke of. Um, and so it's still important that we retain that sense of community that's so core to who we are. So not only do all 4.6 million members have what's called Connect, which is our digital community, which has huge engagement and adoption, but for those that really want the face-to-face -face experience and the motivation and inspiration in real time, we can do that too. And actually next year, um, we'll also be adding virtual group coaching. Mm -hmm. So that element of who we are and what we do is certainly um, both the opportunity to really help people further, and it's a competitive advantage. Both of you have worked on some of the biggest retailers uh, in the game. Do you think big business is doing enough to promote or help or enhance employee health? Paul, I'll start with you. I, I think it's, there's a movement in that direction, but I, do I think it's enough? No. And again, I think leaders need to stand up and they needed to help not only their employees, their constituents, all their shareholders, all their, all their stakeholders to be more healthy. And you know, there's, there's ways to do that internally. You know, with Mindy and Weight Watchers, what she's trying to do is to make sure that there's stability and health. What we're trying to do is, if there's a blip in that stability, is to you know, make sure that we can bring people back to good health. 
So we have our health solutions business, which I call our B2B2C because it's a way um, to get to consumers. So I think companies are talking wellness, yeah. um, but it really has to be ingrained in the culture of the business. It has to go beyond an offer to a core element of how you're helping your employees lead better lives. Exactly. Now, given the type of company we are, it's part of our DNA. It's very purpose-driven, it's very culture-driven, um, but I really think it has to be more than, you know, check the box, do you want to do this? And really, it has to be led by the CEO. And whether that's diversity, whether that's the importance of health and wellness, um, you know, the biggest opportunity that we all have is how do you have both a financial return on equity and a human return on equity? And it has to start with your employees and then go to your customers and then go to the communities. You know, I would like to get one of your thoughts too as we're uh, winding down time here. Medicaid for, Medicare for all, it's a hot button topic, but if that does go into effect, how does that impact us, Susan G. Komen? Oh, it's a very complicated topic, as you can imagine. You know, we, we lobby regularly. We have a big, a fairly large policy shop, and we're always on the Hill trying to make sure that we can help um, establish and keep um, health care for women. Um, so you have to make sure that you're fiscally responsible and able to pay for it, because I do come from the for-profit world before I went into the not-for-profit world, so I can understand sort of both sides. But I, I you know, I believe that there is an onus of responsibility of making sure that people who can get insurance, people can get care. Because, you know, we see it all the time where people are underinsured or have no insurance whatsoever. And, you know, we're, we're an organization that has a little bit of heft, but we certainly don't have the ability to take care of all the people out there that need help when they get a diagnosis of breast cancer. How about you, Mindy? So I think, you know, what we all want is to give people the tools so they can have access um, to support them if they're in need. You know, what we're really trying to do also on our health solutions business is um, really make sure that if someone, you know, we're the number one physician recommended program for weight loss and we need to embed that even further. Uh both of you made major career uh, shifts going from retail. You both <laughs> passed your two-year mark. Yeah. Mindy, what made you make that change? You know, I was at a, a point in my career, I'd been 38 years in retail, fashion, sport at Nike, et cetera. Um, but I, I was going to, you know, we're putting, we were putting in a new CEO, and I definitely wasn't ready to retire. And I said, if I do one more thing, I... And I, and I just said it before, I not only want to deliver a financial return on equity, I want to deliver a human return on equity. And I got very interested in the health and wellness space. Um, I love legacy brands. Uh, I love the fact that this company uh, had been changing lives for 55 years and the opportunity to transform it into something that could be that much more exponential was incredibly exciting, and it's lived up to everything. Uh, and I will set this up for you, Paula. Paula survived as CEO of American Apparel. Take it away. <laughs> She's so, resilient. Yeah, resilient. yeah. So I'm a survivor of that and a survivor of breast cancer. Um, I was actually getting an award at, one, at the Women in Retail Conference as one of the top female retailers in the country a couple of years ago. And 
uh, I got up and I gave a speech about empowerment, and it was supposed to be about empowerment in retail, and I got nothing. I mean, I really had nothing that I could come up with. So I got up and I winged it, and I said I was talking about how I was the most empowered when I was the least physically powerful when I was going through breast cancer, because when you're large and in charge and you're used to being large and in charge, it's really hard for you to accept health help. Um, so when I sat down, I sat next to a friend of mine who said, okay, while you were on stage, look what I just got on my phone, and it's a recruiter friend of mine that was uh, looking for a new CEO of Susan G. Komen, and would you be interested? And I said, yes, I would. And it literally, um, that was Thursday. Monday, I quit my job because I was running a publicly traded company, and you can't do that. You have to have integrity. And um, I didn't even have an interview at that point in time, but I just knew that I wanted to do something, and I really didn't care if I sold one more pair of jeans to Bloomingdale's. So. <laughs> and Mindy, uh, any earnings guidance? I have to try. <laughs> you always try. All right, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Mindy Grossman, uh, always good to see you. Paul Schneider, always good to see you as well. Thank Pleasure. you for joining the Thanks, Dow Finance All Market Summit. Thanks.